Good evening, and welcome to the Paul Report. Quite frankly, my opening was last week's opening, so I apologize. Apparently, I didn't move the file into the right folder, and the Gesundheit and the Spilkes and the Spuckes. So, I apologize. If you want, I can go back and, you know, play this week's uh, opening. But quite frankly, it really isn't worth it. So, we'll, we'll just... You know, leave it as such. Hello, and again, welcome to the Paul Report. Uh, so it is December 31st. It is New Year's Eve, the day before the new year. The new year of 2021. <sighs> so if you're listening to the sound of my voice only, it means you're probably listening to me on Mixler.com slash the dash the, the dash Paul dash report. Um... Again, not a lot of usage over there. I bought it for a year. I'll keep recording over there until my thing runs out. Uh, if you're watching me, it means you're either watching me on Facebook or you're uh, watching me on a bootleg copy of uh, me way back when, when I was known as Stud Studlyson. Either way, you're getting what you pay for. Um, as always, I'd like to thank my guests up front. Without them, this show would be a lot less enjoyable for me, and you would be doing whatever you would be doing if you're not watching the show. Um, I mean, I could just as easily sit in a room and talk to myself without all the fancy equipment, so you all make it worthwhile. So thank you. Uh, first off, right off the bat, I want to thank my sister-in-law, Dodie. She was my secret Santa this year, and she gave me a canvas of the Paw Report, which you see over my shoulder. This is a canvas thing. It's a, a picture of me from Vancouver Island back in 2000, and I used it for, um, it was always going to be my record album cover. If I ever came up with a singing voice and an album, that was going to be my album cover. But instead, I used it for the Paw Report. She took it and got it and blow it up into a nice canvas and I love it hung it up that day day I opened it I came down here and moved all these things around and I hung it up because it's awesome so it's going to be over my shoulder for eternity even when I'm gone it's going to come with me so thank you Dodie I gotta say this is probably in the top five if not the top three uh gifts of all times that I've received uh so thank you it really means a lot to me um Speaking of gift giving, no, just kidding. Um, let's talk a little bit about the elephant in the room, which is 2020. It hasn't been a very exciting year, has it? I mean, as I look back, and I honestly, I'm not sure if I remember much happening in this year. I, I remember January. I remember um, when Kobe Bryant died, there were nine people on a helicopter and he and his daughter and seven other people died. Um, I have memories of February where there were some shootings, a gas explosion in Texas, um, the, the soon-to-be uh, former president was uh, um, impeached in the House but then acquitted in the Senate. That happened all in February. Also, you know, that was just... The days. Uh, I remember I was working in an office in Hudson, New Hampshire. I was enjoying being with the peoples after working at home for a number of years. I had an hour drive to work each way. I listened to Howard Stern, and and you know sometimes I did this show from the road, 
much to the chagrin of my wife, I would do the ride home with PK, and I gotta thank my buddy Matt for being a uh, constant listener on that show. And life, I gotta say, was pretty grand. Granted, you know, March came along, and things started getting a little hazy. Uh, I left work one day, it was a Thursday or a Friday, and I was going home because they allowed people who had children who were sent home because of this new um, virus thing that was starting up. Um, they let the kids go home from school and someone had to be home with them. So my wife was working and, hey, Rob, happy new year. Um, and my wife was working. So I, you know, they said you can go home. And if the kids aren't home, then come into work. I'm like, okay, great. So I left work uh in march and i never knew that that was going to be the last time i saw any of my co-workers in person for the for the foreseeable future um what came next was something really none of us could have imagined i mean this was a, a this was a bad script this was a script that was rejected by every hollywood studio known to man and eventually landed in the lap of like Roger Waters or something, or his understudy, or his house cleaner, um, and you know it. The virus was just like the start, the tip of the iceberg. I mean, let if we look back, a short look back, because I don't like to stare too much at the past, but I also don't want to lose sight of it because we're doomed to repeat it. But I mean, we had unarmed black men and women being murdered, names like Brianna and George Ahmad, and you know, so many others, uh, peaceful protest, riot and looting, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, everyone taking up their particular fight. Black people are getting angrier, white people are getting woke, racist are staying racist. Murder hornets. I mean, freaking seriously, murder freaking hornets? Australian brush fire, California wildfires, there's a Beirut explosion. Chadwick Boseman, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Trebek, Sean Connery. The stock market crashes, the anti-maskers, the Karens, the entitlement gone wild. The election to save our souls. It's just too much stuff. I mean, like many of you, I'm not unique. I struggled this year. My story is like a lot of people. I started off the year on a rental home after a flood of my house back in 2019. Shit in my life and my family's life has started back in 2019. I can't stop my arm from doing that. It's like Dr. Strangelove. Hey, Dina. Um, we moved back on May on March 8th. And we were we were happy. We were in like pigs and poop. We're back in our newly renovated home. We're home. We're home. And then we realized in nine days we were gonna be home all the time. So my extrovert self was just screaming on the inside, just screaming. But I learned to deal with it. Not very well at times, but I learned to deal with it. One of the things I realized is that I really miss bowling. I miss it more than most people can really fathom. I know it sounds silly, I do, but it just, it, it, I miss it. So this year has taken something from everyone, some more than others. Family members, friends, lost to the virus. I'm hardly a religious man, but I would ask just for a quick 30 seconds, moment of silence if we could. So uh, let's, let's just take a quick 30 seconds.
Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, we're going to take just a quick little break, and when we come back, we'll do a little do a little chat. All right. Thanks. Lift your spirits and laugh the cold away with the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival. This three-day comedy celebration features top-performing comedians from all over North America. This year's festival will be broadcast virtually. Now we can bring live comedy into your own living room safely while you enjoy locally crafted spirits, beers, and cider from a variety of Salem venues. The 2021 festival runs January 14th through January 16th. To learn more about the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival and to buy tickets, go to SalemComedyFestival.com. And we're back. Thank you very much. Um, I was right, you know, very heavy segment. I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a little bit, and I apologize. But um, no, let me take a moment here and just kind of just review who's here with me tonight. My lovely wife, of course. Oh, I'm here. Excellent, uh, Janice. Thank you for joining. And Ariely, love you, baby. Um, and let's see, Rob. Thank you, Rob, for coming in. I appreciate it. Um, so. I was going to go into the Go F Yourself this week, but I decided I would wait a little bit after that last segment before I get, you know, and you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Here we go. All right. So this GFY goes out to a few. It's not really a, a year-end list, but more of an end-of-the-year list uh, of who or what needs to go after themselves at the end of the year. Um, so number one is the receiver of the most honor. The honor this year, the most, is, of course, President Trump. Now, the sore loser and destroyer of any legacy he may have created during his four-year reign or of whatever... Um, he's a spreader of hate, divisiveness, distrust, and so much more. It's not because he's a Republican. There are many fine Republicans out there. It's because he's just not a very nice person. So he gets the award this week. Number two is the Arlo Soho Karen. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the video I'm about to show you, um, this woman lost her phone. And she walked into a hotel and saw a 14-year-old boy with an iPhone um, that looked like hers. An iPhone that looked like hers. And she immediately thought she stole it from him, from her. Why did she think this? I don't know. Maybe it's because of the color of his skin, maybe? Well, here's the video and uh, from the altercation. So let's take a look at it. Show me this on my phone. Show me. No. You don't have no. to explain nothing to her. Take the case off. That's mine. You literally didn't get it back. Are you kidding me? You feel like there's only one one iPhone made in the world? No. Okay, then show me the. Show no. Me on my... You get get a life over yeah, there. No, What's on your background? You better go use find find my iPhone. Go yeah, do that. Find my iPhone is off. On that in, no, no, you can't. No. I'm the manager of the hotel. Yes, I don't care. He will this right is my now. Son. Hey, Didn't you see me just come downstairs out of the fucking elevator? Hey, I'm trying to help. Man. No, but you're not helping. I what am. you've been is disrespectful. No, I'm trying to settle the no. situation. We, I'm, I'm my son has nothing to do with her. No. I'm trying to figure yeah, out what's going on. Yeah, but he has my phone. Then show me the proof. No, he's not leaving. Show me the proof. Hey, are you show me the proof. You better get on. I need oh. Let's go, kid. I'm sorry. Get on. 
We have what you you see you see two black people. No, I'm not letting him walk away with my phone. Better get on somewhere. No, please get my phone back. I can't. I cannot not have my phone. Okay, so this happened on December 26, Boxing Day. The gentleman, the father, there's a father and son. Father is a Grammy Award-winning trumpeter. I, I, I wish I had his name. I, I, I didn't do enough of my research on, on the, the, the deep particulars on this. But he's a, um, a Grammy-winning trumpeter who was in town doing a show, and his son was with him over the Christmas uh, holiday. So they were coming downstairs on Boxing Day, and, and, and you can hear he, he mentioned something on his Instagram about going to have Boxing Day breakfast with his son. So his son and him are a, a guest of the hotel the woman was not a guest. She, I think I heard she was a guest and she checked out. So she came back to the hotel. I guess she came back in an Uber and she started all this. Now, there are a couple of key points here. Again, the accuser, the woman, was not a guest at the hotel. The accused and his dad, the accused was a 14-year-old boy. His dad were, and him were staying there. The management of the hotel apparently from that video sided with the woman enabling her to carry on as she did okay now the accuser was believed to be about 22 years old attacked a 14 year old boy a minor trying to get his phone away from him the altercation continued for a few minutes and then and then this happens. An Uber driver who had taken her to the hotel shows up and returns her phone that she left in his car. You would think that this woman would be filled with such grief and guilt and and, and sadness that she carried on the way she did attacking a 14-year-old boy for his phone, you would think she would be on her knees begging for forgiveness. But no, there was no apology to the boy nor his father, nothing from the accuser, nothing from the hotel management, nothing. So let's take for a moment and consider a few things. One, what if it were reversed? What if it was a black person accusing a white person, a white minor, of stealing their phone? What if said black person went after the white person like this woman did? How different do you think the outcome would be? I mean, just think about history. In the history of violence against people of color, how many incidents do you think have been perpetuated by the lies, no offense, of a white woman? And this is not an anti-woman rant. This is an anti-telling lies rant that gets people hurt or killed just to save your pride. All right. My next go after yourself is to cancer. Now, as you know, I had a cancerous polyp in my duo, do, I can't ever say this word, duodium. 
It's uh, part of the small intestine. Now, I had a procedure last week, which was performed by a world-renowned surgeon. I did my homework on this guy. This guy had credentials coming out my butt. <laughs> That's how many credentials he had. So, the little bastard was removed, and I was waiting for pathology to clear me. So, this is a funny story. My brother gets a call on Tuesday from the guy who did the original procedure. And he asked to speak to him at 4 o'clock. I guess the secretary called my brother. So my brother's like, okay. My brother texts me and says, I have a meeting with the, the doctor of, uh, from the endoscopy. I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. Well, let her know, you know, because we both had the same thing. So I said, funny, but I bet you he's calling for me. And I joked about it. Ha, 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 he's calling for me. And... I left work a little early because we're having more water problems in the house, which I'll talk about later, maybe. Um, so I was out and about running some errands, and I called my sister, and we were chatting about stuff. And then she's like, oh, can you hold on for a second? It was my brother calling her. And she finds out that the doctor, in fact, was calling for me and not my brother. So long story short, a little too late, doctor calls me, and we have a little chat and blah, blah, blah. Basically, what they said is they didn't have enough information uh, to give me the all clear because they're not sure if the little bastard went deeper into my tissue than they previously thought. So I have a meeting next week to go over my options. So stay tuned. Cancer, you're part of my my go, go F yourself this, this week. And my last go F yourself is to the, to the whole of 2020. I got nothing more to say to you. You are 98.3% disappointment. The sound of President Biden does sound good, so that's why I wasn't a full 100%. You're a disappointment to me and so many others. Dis disappointment. 2020, you're drunk. Go home. So to all the recipients of this award, this is meant to be taken the way it's meant to be taken. So please allow me just a moment because I did not set up this correctly. So allow me to just kind of do this. And um, yeah. And let me do this. And we'll move this up here. And let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's, is it in the right place already? Oh, it is in the right place. Okay. Give me a second. And I will be right back after this. After this, let's see. Um, here we go. I got an idea. Why don't y'all take that badge and shove it up your ass? Why don't you take that fucking pen and shove it up your ass, you fucking jag off? No disrespect intended, sir, but shove it up your ass. So you can take your handcuffs and shove them up your ass. Shove it up your ass. In the name of our Lord. Shove it up your ass. Take this piece of paper and shove it up your ass. Shut up your ass, you worthless piece of shit! Write it down and shove it up your ass. Shove it up your ass. Why don't you take your questions and shove them up your ass? You take sorry and shove it up your ass. Hey, shove it up your ass, pal. We would have told you to shove that red pill right up your ass. Hey, you know you'd be better off shoving that cigarette up your ass. It'd probably be healthier for you. Shove it up your left nostril. You can shove that right up your ass. And shove it up your ass. You can take that fake apology and shove it right up your hairy and shove it up your ass. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> you can take those figures and shove them up your arrogant little ass. Don't fuck with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. Zeus! 
Yes, so 2021, this award goes right up your ass. All right, so that was the go F yourself for the end of 2020. Oh, let's see. Who do we have? Wendy joined us. Hello, Wendy. Thank you for joining us. A happy new year to you and a happy new year to all. So let's see. What else did I have planned for you guys tonight? Um, I don't know if you guys saw. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I was, I was watching the Pats game this past week, and ESPN posted a graphic of um, um, Andre. Thanks for joining. Nice to have you here. Nice to have you. Um, ESPN posted a graphic of Cam Newton's schedule. And apparently by this schedule, he is up every morning at 420. I wonder why 420. Hmm. But anyway, he says he's out the door at 430 and takes his first sip of coffee at 8 o'clock. Coffee. Coffee. Uh, first sip of coffee at 8 a.m. It also stated it is asleep <clears throat> by 1130 at night. I think we just found out the reason why this guy has been wholly ineffective this year, where he's only thrown for five touchdowns, intercepted 10 times, and has a measly 2381 yards passing. He doesn't get enough sleep. I mean, I'm not one to talk here, but have you seen his hair? I mean, it looks like bedhead. Honestly, it looks like bedhead. I mean, I have hair like that when I wake up in the morning. So I know that hair like that just probably goes out further like his. So I'm thinking... You look at him with his bed head, and you think he sleeps 15 hours a day. I kid. I kid. But, I mean, seriously, for 20 years, we were spoiled, weren't we? With, what's that guy's name? Tom something. Tom Brady, whatever his name is. You know, now that he's gone and we have what we have, I, I mean, we have to get used to the fact that we're no longer the team to hate. Well, they probably still hate us, but not because they ain't us. They're probably happy they ain't us. But who's going to be the QB next year? I don't know. Won't be Cam Newton, though. I can guarantee that. You know what would be cool? I would love to see them give a shot to Colin Kaepernick. I really would. I really would like to see that. You know, what about Jimmy G? Garoppolo. Is he worth the risk with his injury proneness? I don't know. He's a good baller, but I don't know if I want to get, uh, you know... I don't know. I mean, this year was rough because there were a lot of marquee players that opted out of the season because of COVID. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. You know, whatever. <sighs> so, I think, let's see, let's see. Uh, mm, 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 mm. So, I would like to know, this is sort of the our audience participation part of the program. Um I'd like to know and have you share in the chat, or if you want, you can call me, and I'll put the number up here. Uh, let's see. Here we go. So, either or, I just want to hear about your New Year's Eve traditions. What you guys do for New Year's Eve, typically. I know it's not Watch the Paul Report, but we'll hope that we can get that to be a, a, a commonplace over the years. But um, what did you do? I know when I was a kid... I think it was just cool just to stay up till midnight and watch the ball drop with Dickie Clark. 
You know, I thought it was cool to watch my LED phone. I mean, my LED phone, Jesus Christ, my LED watch. You remember the watch you had to push the button to see the time? I would love to watch that and watch the time change from 1231 to 101-01. It was the, All right, maybe I'm nerding out a little bit here. Um, but, oh, you know what? I guess if people want to call, I guess I should probably start up the voice program, eh? Didn't even do that, so I apologize. Oops, hold on. I know it's the perfectionism that I enjoy. I don't want you. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. There we go. All right. Turn that on. Let that start up. It should start up in a second. Okay. So I remember that my my, my parents used to throw parties on New Year's Eve. But there a couple times when I was younger, they had parties, people milling around the house. Drinking their drinks, you know, their gin and tonics and their scotches. And, oh, Donnie, how you doing? Yes, quite, quite lovely house you have here. Oh, look, your little ragamuffins are running around. Go away, kid, you bother me. <laughs> yeah, like my, my family has aristocratic blood. Um, so when I got older, you know, teens, we used to go to parties. Older, drinking age, we used to go to clubs. And clubs on New Year's Eve was just a freaking horrible time. By the way, the show is rated PG-13, which allows me one, one F word. So I'll save it for some time. Um, but there was so much pressure on New Year's Eve. So much on New Year's Eve to 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 have to go out and, and you got to be on and you got so much pressure and to have fun and to ta 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 And I swear to God, I almost never did. I did have a few good New Year's when I was living in Seattle. One year, I went to a jazz club. Never been to a real jazz club before, and this was like all jazz. And I was with my dear friends, Homer and Lori, and I was kicking in a maroon suit, black shirt. Or no, a maroon shirt. A maroon? Jesus Christ. It was a maroon suit with like a black shirt and a red tie, and I was the heaviest I've probably ever been in my life. But I was styling, and I danced, and I sweat, and I had a good, good, good time. Um, after I returned to Massachusetts back in, I think I came in October, October of 1997, I came back. I remember that New Year's Eve, I was alone. It was just me, Mo, Larry, Curly, and Rod Serling. Kind of a bad, sad picture I painted there, but, you know, well, it was. It was kind of sad. Um... But, you know, the theme of future New Year's Eve from this point was less is more. You know, I remember going to a friend's house, you know, we'd have dinner, play a game, you know, and then we'd go home after midnight. Um, or do we just stay at home? I think my new favorite tradition of, of New Year's Eve is, is the fondue. Jen has a fondue set and we'd... She'd make it all up, and we'd have, like, fruits and sweets, and, oh, it's fantastic. Oh, hold on a second. I'm just having a moment. Oh, I'm a bit verklempt. Talks amongst yourselves for a moment. I'll give you a subject. New Year's Eve. Is it really a new year, or is it just a year that is new? Discuss. Okay. I feel better. Um, so tell me, I haven't got much in the, in the chat there, but tell me, what are some of your favorite, f 
favorite New Year's Eve traditions. I'm 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 curious. So, um, you know, post them. If anybody wants to talk, the phone line is open. It's right on the screen there. Uh, hopefully the calls will come through. But again, 781-333-8283. Come on the air. Talk with the PK for a few minutes. Talk about New Year's Eve. Talk about the things you like to do. Talk about things you don't like to do. Um, talk about people that you don't like on New Year's Eve. Humans. So, <laughs> tell you what. While you're doing that, I'm going to run a couple of promos. And uh, we will be right back. So hang out. You're listening to The Paul Report, and that's on you. Hi, I'm Sarah Kravitz. You're listening to The Paul Report. Good luck. Hope you have a good day. You can listen to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. It's your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. It's a hodgepodge of who knows who and who knows what. Wednesday night on Mixler.com at 9 p.m. Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hi, this is Paul and you're listening to The Paul Report. You know, it's kind of sad when you have to do your own promos. Yes, it is kind of sad. It's a Wonderful Life. Let's talk about that movie just for a minute because I know that Andre and I talked about it a few weeks ago on our Christmas movie special. And I got to say, every time I watch that movie, I, I catch up something more. I always see something more that I, I may have missed um, a little before. Eddie Zenga, Happy New Year, my brother. And uh, thanks for joining. Um, you're going to have to watch the rebroadcast, Eddie, because I had an epic go F yourself this week. I just went overboard. I had to get it all out before the end of the year. Um, but thank you for joining. I appreciate it. And uh, I wonder if you bought your daughter that car yet because you got to separate the gifts. Remember that. Um, so, yeah, it's a wonderful life. I haven't watched it yet this year, as a matter of fact. I'm hoping maybe I'll watch it tomorrow or the next day or something this weekend. I'd like to watch it. There I think I've decided. I think I've decided that I'm gonna um, uh, start watching some classic movies again. I did this several years ago, like back in my my late twenties. I sat and I watched like an all a lot of older movies, like the sixties and back. So I think I started in the forties with like you know Casablanca and It's a Wonderful Life and Maltese Falcon. A lot of Humphrey Bogart um, on the waterfront uh, in the 50s, um, 60s, Dr. Strangelove, stuff like that. I, but I need, to, I, I need to diversify again because I feel like with, the, the, with COVID, there's, there's really not a lot of quality movies coming out. Uh, Wonder Woman 84. Um, and I, I really just want to go back to the classics and kind of start that. So I think maybe... Um, I may start talking about that in the new year with um, with the Paul Report. So it's a wonderful life. It's it's a great two hours of, of it's never a a waste of time to watch it's a wonderful life. And I remember the years go by and the years gone by like years and years ago. It used to be on like twenty times in the holiday season. You could ne it was impossible to miss it. And, I mean, now it's on demand. I have it on DVD. So, I mean, I can always watch it. But I just remember, you know, now it's like on once a year but uh, on broadcast. But, you know, 
it's like I said, it's on demand, so you can watch it anytime. Ah, let's see. Raw board games, left, right, center, left, right, center. I don't know what that is. Um, fun drinks, absolutely. Asian beer mojitos, and yeah, I, 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 I like the goofiness of New Year's Eve. I liked it when it was goofy. I loved it, you know, when I remember. <laughs> I remember sitting at home when I was like. This is going into 1980, 79 into 80. And I remember sitting there at about three minutes to midnight with my brother. And I was sitting in the kitchen. I was hungry. So I ended up having a bowl of cereal. And I said, oh, man, this is the last bowl of cereal I'm going to have in 1979, in this decade. And I'm eating the cereal. And I'm making a big deal that it's the last bowl of cereal I'm eating in 1979. That's the goofiness that I'm talking about. Um... Yeah, I, 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 I really, I really find that the tradition things are the things that that are kind of cool, and and those, like the nights out, man. I just remember going to New Year's Eve. I went to the palace, um, and I was with a bunch of friends, and they were all coupled off, and I wasn't because I didn't spend a lot of times in couples. And I remember them all leaving at some point. Um, and I was like there alone and I happened to be there at midnight and I knew the the bartender and she and I talked and it, you know I, I think I knew her from school but she was a bartender there and I was like sitting there and, the, and everyone's counting down three two one and everybody's kissing everybody at midnight and I'm sitting there by myself like a total fucking jackass. There we go. I got my one F word out. Like a total jackass, I'm sitting there, and this 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 girl, either she took pity on me or she had an empathy for me. But she came by and she said, "Hey, Paul." And she turned her. I turned her. Go what? And she she leaned over the thing, gave me a kiss in the cheek, and I was like, "There is good in the world." So, to that girl, I wanna let me think of her name for a second. I think it was Christine. I think it was Christine. I think that was her name. But to Christine, thank you for that one moment of humanity and a sea of just total crap. So, all right. So for the folks listening, I don't know if we have, uh, I don't know how many folks we have listening now. Uh, but let's see. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, we have, uh, oh, we've got a few people. So... What about what about you, Ariely? I didn't see you put anything in there for your New Year's Eve uh, traditions. What did you and your mom used to do, and your dad used to do back in the back in the day when you were when you were a youngster? And how about now? I mean, you're—I can't even say it. I can't. The words can't come out of my mouth. My niece is thirty. Thirty. Ah, uh, thirty. God damn it. Aww. Uh, yeah, I, I remember the first night down in Worcester. They used to have a decent... I heard it was pretty decent. First night in Boston used to be decent. I remember freaking years it was like sub-zero temperatures and some idiots would still go out there. That, to me, was just nuts. That people be out there in sub-zero temperatures. But sounds like, you know... Yeah, I know the fireworks and dogs. New Year's Eve. I, you know, I had a dog for many years, and 
I remember Jordan just cowling up, just, you know, just being all like a little scared puppy. But I was there for him and just giving him the hugs and holding on to him nice and tight so he wouldn't be all freaky freaky. Um, but all right. So as far as tradition goes, that's one thing. But what's what about resolutions? Let's talk resolutions, shall we? I'm just going to take this down just for a second. Let's talk resolutions for a moment. <clears throat> I used to make resolutions and then feel the pain when they didn't come to fruition. And it's too much pressure. You know, it's kind of like having a pet. When you have a pet, you're basically acquiring the rights to a future broken heart. I mean, think about it. That, that's what you're doing. If you... You're taking, you're taking on a future heartache. So it's the same thing with the resolution. It's like you make the resolution, make a big deal of it. I'm going to stop smoking this year. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to lose 15 pounds. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then and somewhere in like May or January 2nd, you're like, oh, I'll never get to that. You know, and it all fails and you feel miserable about it. You know, I mean, I, I've made resolutions and I failed at pretty much 99% of them. What I want to know is, audience participation time, is what resolutions have you made that you actually accomplished in its entirety, in full? I have won. One year back in 2009, I had started running. Now, in 2009, I was a hefty dude. I was about 300 pounds. Yes, 300 pounds. 305 to be exact. And I started running because I wanted to get healthier. And it was a sight. It was truly a sight to see me at 300 pounds running. So much so that I used to run at night because I didn't want to be seen by anybody. Um... So I started running and, you know, then I switched to the daytime. I was unemployed at the time and I said, you know what? I want to run a 5K in 2009. So, uh, so Rico, happy new year, brother. Paddle boarding. I got to get there too. Um, so I started running, and I, and, I, and I was like, you know what? I want to run a 5K this year. And it took me until September, but I did run that 5K. And it, it, thinking about it now and talking about it now, it makes me realize how much I do miss running. Um, it, it, it was a big part of my life for a long time, and it wasn't like I was into the gear and, and the, the community it sort of was a a, a, a a me thing. It was just a me thing. Um, you know, I used to go running on the bike trail in Malden. I would go from um, Bryan Street all the way down to Broadway and then back, and that was a 5K, and I used to do that. And I remember afterwards I used to record myself talking about the things that I learned on my run because I don't know if anyone here runs, but when I was running, my brain, it was like running was like, Laying in bed, trying to go to bed, and your brain just starts churning shit out. You know, that was what running was for me. I would just be thinking about everything. The last thing I would be thinking about is my feet hitting the pavement. I never thought, it was like, it was like this. In the movie Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, 
it's a comic book thing, so if you haven't never seen it, you won't know what I'm talking about. But in a scene, the mentor, whose name was Chun, whitewashing, it was Joel Grey in Asian-Korean makeup. Horrible, horrible, horrible thing, but it still, it was an 80s movie. I still liked it. So in the movie, he was talking about running, and he's talking about lifting yourself and running without, you know, being detected and stuff, whatever he was talking about. And the guy was running, and eventually his feet lift up off the ground, so he's not even hitting the ground. When I was running, that's kind of what I felt like because everything was going on in my head. I was My body was just on autopilot doing my motions, and I was just running on air. It, that's what it felt like on the best days. It felt like I was running on air. And I just remember finishing a run and being sweaty and gross. But I remember recording the things that I thought about on my run. And some were poignant, some were stupid, some were funny. But I just, I miss running. And my feet, is neuropathy. I got damage from stupidity of not paying attention to my diabetes for years. So, you know, that was, you know, how much I miss running. But... You know, maybe I'll make it a resolution this year to get back into it or get healthier or whatever. But I'd like to know, besides you, Mark, because you answered the question. Thank you very much, sir. Um, what were some of your resolutions? And again, I will post this on the screen. Uh, if you do want to call and talk about your resolution or, um, uh, you know, Oh, what was the other thing I asked about? Oh, New Year's Eve traditions. If you want to give a call, the phone line is open. And let me make sure that I still have it open. Yes, I do. There it is. So if you call and you can't get through, just kind of post it in the chat that I know because it's supposed to be working, but I never know sometimes. So give me a quick ringy dingy dingy and I'll... Uh... Oh, we are connected to that too. Excellent. Alrighty. Oh... Yes, what time is it? Oh, we're getting close, getting close. So, um, Andre, I got to tell you something, man. I have said those exact words many, many times. And like I said, I took off the weight over the course of many years. But the being a more creative thing, I got to tell you, I have used that so many times in my life that I wanted to be more creative. I still have a movie screenplay and a documentary film in my head, ready to go, ready to fly. Up, oh, Rico, giving me a call. All right. Let's see. Marcus, are you there? Oh, uh, hold on. Let's see. Why are you not sure? Oh, because you're not on the Bluetooth. There we go. I'm Try it out again. Hello? Hello, is the caller? Are you there? Are you there, caller? Yes. I got a call from this number about my social security. Yes. <laughs> all we need is your social security number, and you can get all the benefits of our services. <laughs> Let me tell you what those services are. We deplete your the bank cat. account. We smear your name on public. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm ready to wrap this year. Yeah, absolutely. So I just <laughs> want to let wrap. you know, I did have a, I did run a promo for the uh, Salem Comedy Film Spirits Film Festival. I'm sorry, not Film Film Comedy Festival. 
I did run a promo for it earlier. Do you want to take a moment now, just a minute, just to talk about it real quick? Just tell people about it and what uh, it's all about? Well, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Actually, I called to talk to you, but yeah, I'll do that. No, no, just the one that I want to give you the um, opportunity before we start talking. Yeah, quick, uh, you know, elevator speech. The Salem Comedy Spirits Festival will be going on January 14th through 16th, and it highlights comics from all over North America. We have comics from Canada, Jersey, Kentucky, all over the, all over the country, all over the United States, all over North America. And uh, we just bring them together. This year we're going to do it virtually because of the pandemic. And we did a little teaser show tonight. I had most of the comics on and a couple of alumni. And it was a lot of fun. And they did like three to five minutes worth of their act. And um, it's just little teasers to ring in the new year. And we had a bunch of people, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. So, Well, fantastic. I, uh, I welcome you guys to join us as well. Tickets are going to go on sale, I hope, by the 4th. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you talking about it because I think it's a it's a nice event. It, people get out and uh, have some fun. So talk to me yeah. about... Well, now they don't even go out. They, they get it from the you know from their own house. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I say out, I mean to the living room. So. Yeah. <laughs> From the kitchen to the living room. So, talk to me. What, 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 what? Your New Year's Eve traditions or your your resolutions? What do you got for me? New Year's Eve. Uh, normally, I would be doing a live stand-up show right now, uh, and uh, I mean, I did one online, but not really anything, but I would be doing a live show and I would either be wrapping up in about 10 minutes or a half an hour and then I would be home for midnight to say yep. alright well for some reason my friend got disconnected from the call I'm not sure why but I'm sure he will call back um Ariely, um you did get back to skating awesome but you haven't been well 2020 was not really the year to get back to skating, sadly. Um, and yeah, 2021, that's a, that's a good resolution. And, and I'm sure that you will um, achieve that without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. I'm hoping everyone achieves that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I got... I got I got shit going on this year, and um, you know, it, <sighs> okay, breathe. <sighs> I'm giving Mark a minute to call back. Um, he's probably still talking, not realizing. All right, so I don't know how that happened. I put something down the keyboard, and it hit it, and something happened. Uh, so yeah, so resolutions, uh, yeah, I think not to die is probably a good one, um, I'm gonna get vaccinated at some point, um, I'm gonna finally get a clear bill of health once all this crap is done, oh, there he is, alright, we're coming back, let's see, and let's put you back on the air, there we go, hello sir. Are you back? I actually went back on Facebook to see if you were still on. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was just a, when I when I have a caller, I take the phone 
and I just set it right by the board, and it's not anywhere near me. So I don't know what the fudge happened, but you got disconnected. <laughs> That's what you get. You got disconnected. You've been cut off. <laughs> so your, res- your, your New Year's Eve typically was go to do a show, come home, watch the ball drop, and then go to bed. What about when you were younger, like uh, like pre comedy? What would you do, like in your early twenties? Oh. Early twenties, I was doing stand up, so it's well, I know, but easy. like if you weren't doing a show on you, because we were we weren't all doing shows on New Year's Eve back in the day. Uh, no, but uh, the second year I did, not the first year, but the second year I did, and I've been performing on New Year's Eve the past. Like 27 years. I think I missed the first one and the third year, and that's pretty much it. But yeah, uh, but when I was younger, it would be, um, you know, maybe at a friend's house or a party. But when my mom was alive, uh, we did our best to come home and say Happy New Year with everybody in person. That's cool. That was kind of a thing. Now, did your parents yeah. ever have parties or and anything like that? Like, did they have their friends over? No. No? Almost never. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, but I... Was, uh, I remember, like, one of the first times that my brother or sister or myself couldn't make it home. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't have cell phones, so we had to pull over and use a friend's phone at a house or something like that or a pay phone and call the house. But, that was, <laughs> like, that was the tradition. We were usually home at midnight. Yeah, family never had a party. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I. Did your family do that? My family had, had parties. Yeah, my my parents had parties. I was discussing that earlier that they they had parties and there would be people walking around and they'd have their you know their gin and tonics and their scotches and they'd be hey Donny how you doing I'm just doing a repeat of the bit I did earlier <laughs> and I'd be like hey Donny oh look there's a little sea urchin running around here. Go away, kid! You bother me. You know it was it was that uh, was almost an exact replica of what I did earlier. I guess my brain's not really going. Um, but yeah, they used to have parties, and you know the liquor cabinet was open, and you know people sitting on pleather couch, and you know it, it was it was it was a sight to see. We were stuck. We all the kids were stuck upstairs, and every once in a while we go down and see if there was a morsel of food that we could scrounge and um, place smelt of Chinese food and. Bad, bad brute deodorant, you know. And <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Old Spice. My apologies, it was Old Spice. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, even now I think about it, and it, it's a fond memory because, I mean, it was, you know, my my parents didn't really host a lot but during the year, but it seems New Year's Eve was a time that they hosted a fair bit. Um, but, yeah, and, and, you know, getting older, I... I, I mentioned it all before i won't rehash it but new year's eve for me was just not ever a pleasurable experience i mean percentage wise was not a one a, a pleasurable experience so i'm hoping that if i live another 50 years i'll make it better so the previous 45 years that i had that weren't good you know um you know i can overtake that and have good ones going forward so um yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, you mean you mean bad like you know, bad memories or like Mariah Carey singing on New Year's Eve type that? Ooh, that's pretty bad. 
I I, yeah, I actually watched that live. I watched that one live. <laughs> I did too. Oh my god, it was that's horrible. <laughs> it was like it was like I've seen I've seen train crashing and in car crashes, and I went, oh, "Wow, that's significant." But this was like, oh my god, <laughs> this was this was the Hindenburg on the Titanic <laughs> during nine eleven. <laughs> oh man I gotta say Ariely thank you so much for stopping in tonight I love you too and happy New Year's to you and Daniel and 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 I am hoping that we will see you again uh, real soon so thank you thank you thank you uh, yeah that Mariah Carey thing I think Jake Tapper after the first um, uh, first debate said it best that describes anything like that which was it was a um, a dumpster fire inside of a uh, no it was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. <laughs> God, it was crazy. Oh well, let's see. All right, it's getting close to the time, so Mr. Mark, I I thank you for your call, and looks like you hung up on me again, but that's okay. That's okay. I am gonna um. I am gonna start this the show uh, down its path of. Um, there we go. Yes. All right. So hey, everyone, everyone who's still here, I love you. I love you because you join me. You you make this worthwhile. So thank you for being a part of my life and being great listeners and, and really you're great participants in this little venture I, I've come up with. Um, from the bottom of my heart, I do thank you. Um, Andre, Ariel, uh, Janice, uh, I saw Bruce came in earlier. Wendy, uh, Eddie, Eddie Z, Bob McKinnon, thank you so much. One of my most loyal. Um... Who else was here? I did mention I'm just going through the list of chats. Uh, and there are plenty of people who came in who don't say anything. So all of you, thank you so much. Mark, I don't know what happened. The phone died again. It just sort of dropped you. I do apologize. But thank you for coming in and being a, a member of this. Um, 21? 2021. A few hours away. Don't make the resolutions. Just, you know... Like Ariel said, resolve to stay alive. That's it. Wear a mask. Take care of each other. Don't be stupid. Uh, get your vaccine when it's available. Um, you know, what I hope for is all of that. I hope that I can get a uh, clean bill of health. I know my plan is to do this show every week, but I got a call with my surgeon uh, next week. And based on that, I'll be able to schedule my shows. Probably there's going to be about two weeks in a row that I won't be available, but we'll see what happens. Um, looking to make some kind of structure on this show, so it's a little more formatted, something like I did tonight. Um, you know, kind of hoping, hoping, hoping. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. See what the new year brings. Got a new uh, with with uh, the graces of, of of whatever deity you believe in. We should have a new president on January 20th, and we can start that ball of, of healing moving forward. It's a long road. It's not going to happen overnight, but we'll try. Uh, to all my friends on the other side, I still love you. You're still my friends. Nothing's going to change that. 
We were friends long before we were kids and we were friends and we didn't know shit about politics. So it's all good. It's all good. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you have a good rest of your night. I hope you enjoy your day off tomorrow if you're not working and be good to each other. Um, spread the love, wear your masks, take care of yourselves, and thank you. Take it away, Siri. Thank you for listening to The Paul Report. The Paul Report was written and produced by Paul Kravitz and broadcast on Mixler.com. The Paul Report theme music was created by Paul Kravitz in Sonic Fire Pro. I wish to say thank you to my on-air guests and listeners for which without them this would be a lot less fun. The Paul Report relays information from other sources and claims no rights to this material. Fact-checking is done as necessary. The opinions of on-air guests do not necessarily reflect the views of The Paul Report. Paul Kravitz, its sponsors, children or pets. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Oh please, you call this entertainment? All rights reserved. This show is copyright 2020. I wish to extend a big thank you to Paul for whoring me out. Please tune in next week to The Paul Report. Good night. And for the last time... The time has come for us to ride on to our next adventure. We're going to have a three-way with the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. Take care. Peace.